This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today, I'm talking about how nice guys can finish first. And let me say, I have the privilege of working with a lot of nice guys. Many of my clients are what I would call nice guys. And you know what? I actually really like nice guys. I'm married to one. My husband is a nice guy. And my father was a nice guy, too, and is a nice guy. Now, to the women listeners out there, I just want you to know that today I'm specifically speaking to the men and specifically to the nice guys out there. And that doesn't mean that I'm not paying attention to you. It's just that this syndrome that I'm talking about today particularly applies to male clients that I have. Now, in the future, guys, get ready, because I will have some episodes that are directed specifically to the women. So today, ladies, sit back. Listen, if, you're, if you've got a nice guy working for you, pay attention to what we're talking about today. So what is a nice guy? A nice guy is someone who's honest, someone of high integrity. He's a person who's hardworking, considerate, kind, helpful, polite. Nice guys care about their people. They care about their work. They want to do their work with high quality and excellence. They're diligent people and dedicated. So here's what I want to say. With qualities like that, being nice is not really a problem. Some people have the mistaken idea that nice guys finish last, and they want to take a nice guy and turn him into a not-so-nice guy. Here's what I would say. What nice guys really need is to add to their skills. They already have some wonderful abilities, some wonderful qualities, and they just need to add a few additional pieces. So here are a few pieces that are important for nice guys to add. Number one is assertiveness. Frequently, some nice guys have a hard time getting heard in organizations. Because of their politeness, they may be hesitant to speak up loudly enough to be heard, Sometimes they may not interrupt people when interrupting might be a good idea in some circumstances. It's important for them to work on the assertiveness piece so they can be heard. Secondly, it's important for nice guys to work on influence strategies. So not only do they need to be heard using assertiveness, they also want the ideas that they advance, the concepts, and the thoughts for many of those to get implemented 
And that's real influence is to get those ideas implemented. Now, remember, I said that nice guys are really committed to excellence and high quality work. And a lot of them are quiet guys. So they've spent some time really looking deeply at issues and they often will see things that the average person doesn't see, hasn't seen, and isn't thinking about. So the ideas that they come up with, a good many of them really deserve a hearing and some of those also are important to implement. Assertiveness to get it heard, and influence to get it implemented. Let me say a word here. When I say assertiveness, I'm not talking about being aggressive or being obnoxious. Just talking about being out there with enough confidence that people pay attention. The third skill that nice guys need to develop is what I'll call conflict resolution or being able to deal with problem situations effectively. That means they have to be willing to give people feedback about their behavior, perhaps, or their performance when the performance doesn't meet the standards or when the behavior is outside of the limits of what's appropriate in the organization. And because this does involve conflict, sometimes nice guys will shy away from moving forward to hold people accountable for their results or for their behavior. But here's where I would say to the nice guys out there, you have an advantage and here's your advantage because you are polite, because you are considerate and kind and helpful and hardworking and of high integrity and all those things I mentioned earlier, you have the ability to deliver a tough message in such a way that it can be heard, appreciated, and used by the one hearing the message. In other words, that kindness, that approach that you have allows you to show up with diplomacy. And that's pretty important. So what I would say is that the work that needs to be done with the nice guy is how to leverage those gifts for workplace benefit. In other words, We don't want to turn the nice guy into a bull in the china shop where there's a lot of collateral damage going on in the workplace and people are being harmed. I remember times myself, particularly when I was in the army, being in some workplaces where I was dealing with some leaders who were true bulls in a china shop. And the amount of energy that it takes to recover in the workplace from one of those assaults is actually a loss of productivity and a loss of morale in a person's workday. Whereas the guy who knows how to share the message in a kind and appropriate way, a person could get feedback, be held accountable, and be even more motivated to move forward with success. You're not losing any time at work, no hours spent crying over whatever broken situation took place because the bull in the china shop knocked over a bunch of fine china. To all the nice guys out there, here's what I'm saying to you. I thank God you're in the workplace. You're there for a reason. You're there for a purpose. Leverage 
your powerful skills and learn the new skills of assertiveness, influence, conflict resolution, and how to deal with problem situations effectively. And the workplace is a better place because you are there. Did you know that teams do the bulk of the work in successful organizations? And for this reason, it's very important to build and develop your teams. And first, you might want to know where you are in the process. So I invite you to take the complimentary team assessment to identify your current strengths and also your learning opportunities in launching and developing high-performance teams that get dynamic organizational results. So go to my website, www.transleadership.com, and you'll see on the homepage, there's a brown bar that says, take the high-performance team assessment. You'll find it just under the running photographs. Click there and get your results. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.